Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, Judy. I wish I had a tambourine sometimes. Oh, I'm so glad you haven't. That's <laughs> all I can say. Mind you, if you had a tambourine, I'd have to get a penny whistle. Or some spoons. That's an oh, some spoons. I can see you with spoons. Oh, and, a per- and a pearly jacket thing. What do you think? Oh. I wouldn't mind being a pearly queen with some spoons. <laughs> anyway, enough... Um, Enough fantasy. Indeed. Uh, hey, how's it going? You know, you last time we were chatted, mm. or the time before the last time, I can't mm, really remember. Mm, it's all a blur, mm, to be honest. Indeed. Chinese visa. Oh, my God, the Chinese visa. Go on, where you Did I tell to? you I was having trouble with it? Well, I, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. Well, we, I think we both talked, didn't we, about how much we hate filling in forms. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's we're more, both one of really, my worst things. Yeah, me too. Really, really, really bad at it. However, I think, I think. What have you done, Judy? <laughs> I thought you'd paid a private company. Well, no, the awful thing is I've tried to do that. But in the end, I got through to them. And, um, well, two things happened. Basically, they had to look at the form, OK, which I'd already put in. I'd already put it in and got my appointment for the visa application. Yeah. So so before I decided to actually pay them to take take over this application, I sent them a form. And they said, look, we're really busy. We'll have a look at it and we'll see if it's OK or not, you know, and if it's, you know, whether we've got time to deal with it. So they looked at it and they sent me this email back. And they said, well, yeah, you have actually done quite a few things wrong, OK? So I looked at the list of things I'd done wrong. And guess what I'd done? Good, you got your name wrong. No, I didn't. got your address no, worse, wrong. worse, worse. Age wrong. No, I didn't put my surname in it. <laughs> so in the, just put Judith Ann. Yeah, so in the in the box that Is that says, your middle name, by the way, Anne? Anne, you're an E, yes, yeah. like Princess Anne. And uh, very aging, isn't it? And uh, no, in the box that said family name, I, apparently I left that blank. <laughs> so well, were you maybe deciding whether to use Parker or Holder? I don't, I don't think I, even that went through my mind. But that, that's like base, that's like base stuff, isn't it? It's like I didn't even get my name right on the exam paper. You know, couldn't even do that. So that's the first problem. So so actually, when it got to the Chinese embassy, nobody knew how to refer to it because obviously there was nothing in the, in, in the you know, in the family name box. So that's the first problem. So I hadn't put my surname on it and I'd applied for a three-year visa instead of three Ooh, weeks. Judith, <laughs> that's a long stay. Well, it is a long stay. So obviously it had got it, it had got into the sort of stream of disaster want area. To outstay their welcome and don't know who yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. So like I wasn't going to get my visa, was I? So anyway, this, this visa application people, you know, the agents took a look at it and said, well... 
you know, I think we're a bit busy, really. We can't do it. So I think... I think <gasps> they yeah. rejected no, you. No, they rejected too me. much so, trouble. So I think they they actually thought, right, well, we've looked at, like, the first few pages and it's such a bloody disaster. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, so... So, uh, I'm running out of time now. You I don't, don't really want to go on that holiday <laughs> so well, much, I don't do think, you? I don't think I should be going at this rate. And, of course, now I need my passport next week. Because you're going on I'm another going French to, holiday. Yeah, yes, I know, which sounds ridiculous. With the girls? Yes. And I don't want to miss out on that, if I'm honest. I'd prefer to do that than go on this bleeding Chinese holiday. However, so what I did was, I said, look, I'm too busy with all this work I've got on, which, you know, we have. I've been doing this We've got our hush-hush project. Hush pro- project. Yes. So I had a real hissy fizz, and I said, look, Mike, you can have to do it for me. So actually, you had to sit down at my computer on Monday and sort of pretend to be me and go through the whole form for me. And do it. Has he done it? Busy. Yeah, and he sent it in. And he's, so what he's done is he's done a new application as if this stupid woman without a surname never existed. Well, she doesn't because she hasn't no. got a surname because <laughs> they won't have it anywhere. No. So he's had to start all over again. So dull, isn't it? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? But you know, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Is it because we find these things difficult or we just utterly bored by it we can't be asked i think i think that maybe is the truth because if our lives or our daughters lives depended on oh, it fill that for we me probably would, we probably line by we'd, line we'd be yes. all right absolutely wouldn't we so why um, can't we be asked it's interesting isn't it because i yeah my my attention span for things in general is is very short and getting shorter but in terms of you know, filling in a form, it's it's like minus zero. It's not even zero. Well, I don't mind if the autofill, some, you know, when you, you buy something online. Oh, yes. And then they say, if you put in your details, <laughs> yes. then it'll be quicker next time. Yes. And, and, and do some, you do that? Do you do that? I do do that sometimes. And then it has autofill and you can't believe they get it right. It's wonderful, isn't it, when you put your postcode in and it gives you this all, and you just scroll down. Yeah. But no, it is. It's it's like life's short and getting shorter as the older we get. Yeah. And it's just like too oh, short for forms. What? Too short for forms that are really, really. And the travel agent should do it anyway. Oh. That's what you want, an all-in package where they do all that for you. Exactly, exactly. We're not good, are we? Your job is to pack your bag, go on holiday and have a nice time. Don't take your tea bags. Not do an exam. (laughs) I've got plenty of patience. God, you're not taking tea bags. (laughs) Chinese, they do good tea. Well, I know, but I don't trust them because I like, you know what I'm like for my Earl Grey tea bags. Are you going to take a travel kettle as well? I might draw the line, but you know, I might need to find out whether they've got kettles because if they haven't, yes, I am. Actually, well, I are am. you travelling around? Mm, oh, so much. We've got internal flights and what <sighs> sort of accommodation? Everything. I think quite upmarket because it's quite expensive. Okay, I think well, we've you, got... you, you should have a kettle in your in your room. Then. Well, I, I mean, you'd think, wouldn't you? you I said, would. but I will check now that okay. you've reminded me. Yeah. That's going on my to do list. I am going to check. Um, <clears throat> yes, we've got. Crazy. Otherwise, you'll have to light a small. You know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to take some old tampons <laughs> and a small. <laughs> bottle of kerosene or whatever you know dip the tampon in the petrol and light a little fire in the corner of the room and boil your own <laughs> cup of water yes that could work yeah okay well listen so I, whether I'm I wish going you to well. China or not I don't well, know you know there's mm. lots you don't need to go so it, the good telly season started it's autumn now Judith. I know Jenny. came back from the holiday my entire garden was dead you know I've had I've tried to have a garden in pots yes I do and um 
every single thing eaten by slugs, all my dahlias, roses looking very sorry for themselves, yeah. all my herbs. I've yeah. just I've more or less chucked everything yeah. out. Yeah. I thought I've gone through that phase. I've gone through my gardening phase. It yeah. lasted for two months over the summer. I've not got green fingers. All Jeff's cactuses and succulents are all fine. Yeah, absolutely they are. fine. Of course yeah. they are. So um, but it's because you've been you've been on the annual front. You've been on the ones that are sort of annual. Although having said that, no dahlias should be perennial, shouldn't they? Oh, I don't know. You're don't, looking at me as if yeah, you I, don't know the difference. I don't, for goodness sake. I, I I just don't mm. know. But I was very disappointed when I came back from holiday yeah. at the side of my garden. But you but see, if you had if, if you had a garden rather than a yard. If well, that's what I'm allowed to call you. How, what garden. am I going to do about that, Judith? No, I don't know. But I think you well, are I'm yearning for a garden. I'm going to knock the wall garden. through to next door. <laughs> but I think you're starting to yearn for a garden. I'm not moving out of south-east London for anything. Are you not? God, no. OK, so what have we got on our agenda? for? Well, um, well it's uh, we've got... the. I've got a note here from you that says the clothes dilemma. Is it summer or autumn? Oh, well, yes. Are you not in this dilemma at the moment? Well, I look out of the window, Judith, and I think, well, is it going to be hot? <laughs> is it going to be cold? What shall I wear? Um, it's always a dilemma. I saw you yesterday and you'd got your entire new autumn uniform on, haven't you? I really had. You really mm. had. And you were, we, were, we met at a, a, a venue where we had to do some writing together, Judith and I, and she was... I came upstairs and I saw you at the top of the stairs and I think you were waiting for me to, to say something about your outfit. Possibly I was. You were parading, mm. what's it called, parading around this office and was sort I? of flexing was a I? bit. Yeah, yeah. Quite pleasing myself. Uh, you, you were radiating <clears throat> smug and you basically wanted me to come upstairs and go, well done, Judith. Because I got some new clothes. Whole new yeah. autumn yeah. apparel. Yes. And wasn't it wasn't forthcoming, was it? You, I gave you top an eight. Yeah, which for me is quite good. Then you had some sort of tartan trues on. Oh. A check, a sort of um, Rupert Bear window pane check trouser. Do you remember? It was only of yesterday. Of course I remember it. Are you trying to tell me that that was, that was bringing my score down? No, I know. They, they were very they were right, smart. They? I think they were okay. And then you had the leopard skin boot. Yeah. And it's all mi- it's and all mixed match and, and a, a cos top. Yes, in an oatmeal. Oh God! You see, I thought I'd done really oatmeal well. Oatmeal boiled wool. Yes, it was. God, a, you it was had so taken, autumn. You had taken the whole thing in, hadn't you? Big time. Well, they see, they see, I know my shops, Judith. Because yeah, the do. first thing I said to you is that co- I said cos. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> trousers from Marks and Spencer. I knew they were from Marks and Spencer because yeah. you're a good you're good in your Marks and Spencer. Well, trousers. I don't know where else to go. You know, I, recently there's nowhere else to go for trousers. No, no, there isn't actually. You're quite right. But you know, I made the big mistake recently of you know sometimes when you get into that mood where you think I've got to buy some clothes I need it's like a chocolate need I've got to buy some clothes yeah somehow yeah that sort of retail therapy thing and I went to Woodstock which I don't I don't live very far from Woodstock you yeah. know where Blood and Palace is and it's very it's full of really posh clothes shops they've got golden toilet at Blood and Palace at the moment did you know about that yeah somebody else told me it's about a new that. installation it's by a Spanish artist oh and you can go and piss on it. Oh, I might do that. In it, I mean, not piss <laughs> on it. You know, try not to miss. Yes. You some can women do that, don't they? Have you noticed that some women miss the loo seat and then they leave it all over it? Well, I thought that was you. No. <laughs> is it me doing that in my house? <laughs> I'd just like to say that that is very irritating. Anyway, so I go to Woodstock. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I, I, I recognise this in myself, but I can't stop myself. I'm going to buy some clothes. You don't need any more new clothes. Well... I, might, I probably do. Anyway, 
um, uh, I needed a fix. And this is all very dangerous now, isn't it? Because I know I'm going to buy something. And I go into those posh, there's about six of them in Woodstock. And they're very sort of alienating to people like me because I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know whether... You know, they're the right thing. You know how it is. And they're all very scary, aren't they? The no, I don't go there. in them. What do you mean you don't go in them? I don't them? go in posh clothes shops. I don't go into posh women's clothes shops. No, why not? Because, A, I want to punch everybody that's in there. Yes, quite. And, B, I can't afford it. Oh, come but, on. No, seriously, not at the well, moment. And so if I do go in, I go, I do Lady Mary. <laughs> Of course I did. I heard, excuse me, would you happen to have anything in a peach-coloured crimpoline? That's what I do, Judith. No, but actually you're very good at clothes, you see. Hence you're the person that gives me marks. So I think... I've just adopted that. I'm not really... But I don't go into posh clothes shops because I know that everything's going to be teeny, teeny, tiny. Te- it's yeah, that, be, exactly. It's going cross. to be teeny, teeny, tiny, overpriced. Yeah. Uh, but the whole atmosphere, as you know, lots of people have always said, haven't they? You know, it's like, oh, God, um, they're over attentive and so on. However, I went in the other day and I thought that, OK, just for a change, I'm going to say to the woman, you know, what would you advise? Yeah. Because... I never know what to buy. Something to cover up the midriff, you know, and which. Yeah, you're the, asking for a personal shopper without exactly. paying for what one. What sort of should I? Yeah. What, what kind of thing would help you me. suggest? Do you when I like when I help. fell off the treadmill at the gym and I went, <laughs> help! It's, That's it, it. We should go into the posh exactly. clothes shops and just shut the door yes. and go, help me! <gasps> go on. So did she exactly. help you? Exactly. Well, she, she took his. <laughs> Oh dear, it's so true, isn't it? Um, oh, pulled myself together. So yes, she did, and she took it rather too seriously. Oh, God, yeah. So I was there for hours. Oh, Judith, you don't know when to say <laughs> fuck off, do you? And so you know, it was like nothing was really right. What did you know? she put you in? Well, she first of all we were into sort did of she do colours? No, no, she didn't really do that, but. The stuff that she bought out a lot of stuff that was very flouncy and silky and flimsy. You know the kind of thing that it looks well, and it just looks a bit bonkers on the on the hanger, and then you get it on, and it all just you just see all your lumps everywhere, basically lumpy back. You're a classically mm. tailored woman. You need classical tailoring. I think I do. I think it's a sort of code. You need structure. Yes, code yeah. for you are a bit lumpy now, and that's right. I am a bit lumpy. So she kept bringing out. But you're these, tall as well, mm. so you can't do frilly flounce. No, it was flilly flounce. It was flilly flounce. The whole thing was flilly flilly frilly flounce, and actually. Um, there was nothing really that I could sort of saw, but but I ended up buying a frilly, oh. the least frilly flouncy thing that she brought for me because I felt you know I've actually dominated this woman's time now for about an hour and a half. How much so, did you spend? Well, about a hundred quid on this oh, thing, this grey sort of floaty thing. So I got it home and I showed it to Mike, and you know, he didn't have to say anything at all. It was just that look. Did you put it on? I put it on, and I could see you know he was trying to form a sentence of some sort, but it, it, you know it he wasn't couldn't. Happening. No, it wasn't. Happening. Know what to say, so I thought, okay, oh, I was gonna have to go back, but of course, I took it back. And she it's a there. sort of show. No, I knew she wasn't going to be there because I remember she said, I'm on holiday next week, so, thought, so I thought, I've got to get in there on Monday, yeah. you know, quick. And so I got in there, but of course, they had a policy which I didn't notice at the oh, till, which God. said, It's credit note, yeah, it's credit note, exactly. So then I'm into the same bloody thing, I'll take the whole thing again, a whole shop full of frilly, flouncy, floppy. What's it? What about accessories? Do they have any mm-hmm. accessories? 
I just couldn't Christmas bring myself. Christmas is coming up. I couldn't Judy. bring myself to do Three that. Three scarves. I spent too much. So anyway, I ended up buying baggy, a very, very baggy linen thing, which I'm going to have to try and get some wear out of. But, you know, that serves China. me right. It serves me right, doesn't it, for going into one of those shops. Listen, when you're doing your internal flights around China, yeah. that's, that's when you need your baggy <laughs> linen. It's going to be worth its weight. Do you think? Yeah, you know when you left me yesterday, I went. Oh, I yeah. did some clothes shopping. Oh, you see, right? Uh, did I you? Did, I didn't come home with anything at all. Where did you try? I tried under other stories, and I did cause, and then after that, I was depressed, and I had to come home. It's and very I, dispiriting. Isn't yeah, it? it was really dispiriting because the number one seven six wasn't doing the bus stop that it normally does, and it had gone off my bus app, and it had been rerouted. And I had to do plan B for getting... And I was suddenly... Judith, I could have lain down on the pavement. <laughs> you know, when you get that tired, you just think, I can't take I another know, step. I, I did the tube and then the other bus yeah. went out. But you know yeah. what, Judith, when I got home, I had a little lie down. Did you? And a then, bath as well. Oh, I always have a bath. Yeah, I know you do. I'm a two-bath-a-day girl. Every yeah, day? Not most most days. Yes, I do. And then there was quite... There was um, Bake Off was on. Oh, lovely. Because we're into autumn television. That's a nice thing about autumn, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it just? Yes. Well, you know, we have to sort of, we have to be grateful for the seasons, the change, and yep. we have to go, yes, the summer is over, all my dahlias are dead, uh, but we are going into the cosy knitwear, and we're going to stews and casseroles and soups. Yep, strictly bake-off. All the, all yes, the treats. Yes, yes. And, and actually, you don't have to feel guilty, do you, about being in front of the telly at like half seven, eight o'clock? I don't feel guilty about doing that anyway. Do you, not, you see, I do in the summer. Can't be doing that. Well, be I, don't, I don't do um, television until eight o'clock. Right. Well, I probably don't do it until nine o'clock. Actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, wouldn't yeah. you stay with me, Judith? It's, yes. No, it's eight o'clock television. I've noticed, I've noticed. But yes, there are nice things about autumn, aren't there? Yes, definitely. Season of stews, mellow fruitfulness. Yeah, close bosom friend. Mm. Can't remember anything else. <laughs> Jeff's seventy first on um, Sunday. What are you can buy him? Oh, he wants a new pair of shoes. But you yeah. know when Jeff wants a new pair of Expensive. shoes, we go Tim Little. You're talking. I don't know what that means. Well, three hundred and fifty quid. Three hundred and fifty pounds. He doesn't get for anything a pair else. Of shoes. Yes, that's. What... You are joking. Well, I said if you want a pair of shoes, three hundred and fifty pounds. I'm not taking the family out for lunch as well because that'd be another three hundred and fifty quid, and I'm not doing it. No. We're having sausages at home. Are you? Yeah. So you can have a pair of shoes, and, and well, that, I think that's yeah, that's about right, enough. really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So what do you get for three hundred and fifty pounds for a pair of shoes? What a little like? pair of brogues that will. Are they last? like sort of lokes? That, that sort, sort of, of that thing. Sort of It'll, they'll see him out, Will basically. They? Will yeah. they? The thing is, right, Jeff buys a pair of shoes every year, one pair of shoes for his birthday or Christmas from me. And um, he has, underneath his wardrobe, which is off the floor, yeah. he has about, um, well, there should be about 40 pairs of shoes if we've been together that long, but obviously there aren't that silly. Uh, he's probably got about 20 pairs of shoes, all of which are in beautiful condition, all of which have shoe trees in. Wow. He doesn't have a single pair of pumps to his na- name, not a single pair no. of sneakers or anything no, like now that. now you come to mention it. Yep. Honestly, yeah. I, on the other hand, have got mm. about 15 pairs of shitty old <laughs> sloppy, worn down at the heel. I've, and it just shows. It, quality. It does show does, quality. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. There you go. So that, that'd be a lesson to you. There we go. Right. Um, I think oh, we've had lots of emails from people. Haven't we had some lovely emails? Well, do you know, people have been joining in. It's, it gladdens our heart. I know, and they're lovely, and they're from all over the world. All over the world. Global. I know. 
But we've got one, you know, because the coleslaw is a running theme. Mm. Um, Dear older and wider friends and lovers of decent coleslaw. Open brackets. None of that mass-made shit. Right, she's a bit of a stickler. She's a bit of a coleslaw snob, isn't she? Well, because we have to admit that we don't mind a bit of mass-produced mm, shit, no, to be quite honest. Yeah. But she's right. I write to you for two important reasons. Uh, one is that she's being very nice about it. The other is to share with you a recipe by Nadia Hussein. What's GBBO winner and stunning and beautiful all-round good egg that's a bit different? And she made it at Christmas. But you can make it now, because now is the season. Sprouts law. I know it sounds great, doesn't it? And sprouts, um, red onion, grated carrots, yeah. cashew, roasted oh. cashew nuts, chopped whole cumin seeds, chives, another herb of choice. Mix it all together. Uh, add the dressing, which is could be mayonnaise, Greek yogurt, and mustard, or horseradish. Zest and juice of half a lemon. You're wow. welcome. I bet that's fantastic. That's from Irene. She's 64. Mm. She knows the coleslaw. She certainly does. So does. Yes, thank you very much for your emails. And um, But right now, we've got a guest coming in. Do you know who we've got coming in, Judith? Do you remind me? It's Shabby Corsandi. Oh, I like her. She's good. Fantastic. Yeah, she's a friend. Yeah, all right. Am I allowed to speak here? Yeah, of course oh, you are. Wait, I'm just checking. I have what? nothing to say. I'm just hey, checking. Hey, do you want to tell them who you are? I know who you are. Jeff oh. knows who you are. The listeners don't know who you are yet. <laughs> My name's Shafi Sandy. Yay! And I am a stand-up comedian, writer, and a keen cyclist. Oh, oh a no, keen cyclist. Just yeah. Oh, Judith, in. over to you. I just bought an e-bike. Oh, I don't know. what That's good. An electric that's bike. An electric bike. An electric bike, yes. So I'm big on like cycling on and I'm really fast yes. on the bike, yeah, obviously. I'm, she's a maniac. Oh, it's, it's changed my life, you Is see. Has this all got pedals? So it's really stupid. Oh, God, yes, yeah, yeah, you still so you have to. It's quite mad, by yes. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I am... Yes, but, but no, so, so tell me about your, your cycling. I feel a lot of shame right now because uh, I just cycle around the park with my dog. <laughs> you cycle around the park with your dog. Oh, have you got one of those devices to, that you put on your bike so you can put the lead on your bike as you're oh, cycling? Oh, no, I don't, I don't put a lead there are on. Because there are such things. No, she just like, because uh, she's a um, Yorkshire, not Yorkshire Terrier. No, um, she's not. I've seen pictures. Don't look at us. We don't know what dog is. Yorkshire she's a golden retriever. Yeah, why did you say Yorkshire Terrier? <laughs> That's a a little tiny scruffy dog, and natural. You've got a yellow dog. I got a yellow dog. Yeah. In fact, that's why I'm I'm dyeing my hair lighter and lighter because I want to look like my dog. I get jealous <laughs> when blonde women come and stroke yeah, my dog. Yeah, because they're looking at you as if say this woman doesn't shouldn't have this shouldn't dog. Shouldn't be with you. No, it should be. You should have a a, a Labrador. You know, like a black Labrador. But no, I you don't. should actually ha- have what you said originally. The Yorkshire Terrier, the Yorkshire kind Terrier. of a bit of a Yappy. scruffy one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, with a lot of hair. Not. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got this, this glamorous yellow dog. I've got a very glamorous yellow dog, and um, yeah, I, I sort of pootle about in the park with her. You so spoil you, your dog, don't you? I don't know if I do. Um, I'm sad sometimes. Like, if I'm writing and the dog is sort of sitting down next to me, sometimes, like, ages will go by when we don't talk, and I have to remind myself that it's a dog and if she was hanging out with other dogs they also wouldn't be talking but I feel I don't know how much um, it's a bit like having a newborn baby like sometimes with my newborn baby I wasn't sure like 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 talking to my children when they were my firstborn yeah. was it think, worth it you sort of think do you know yeah, are they listening well properly? yeah well they do the thing is I got into a right old tears 
because everyone said to me, if you want your child, because I'm bilingual, if you want your baby to be bilingual, you have to speak to them in the other language yeah. from the get go. Now, my my emotional language is English, right? So I felt really guilty sort of talking to my baby in English. I thought, oh, I better speak some Farsi. And then that just sounded a bit weird, like this, because like, Farsi is the language I speak to my parents in. So I was just like, just being really formal with my baby. And in the end, I thought, oh, sod it. So neither the dog nor my children can speak Farsi. You've let them down a bit. A little. I have let my... Oh, and I know they're going to hate me when they grow up. But well, you, they are growing up. Now, this is something that you are dealing with at the moment. We'll go through your emotional um, roller coasters and hoops that you're jumping yeah. through uh, at the moment. You just allowed your 11-year-old... Oh. You, I know you'd have liked to have kept him back in primary, probably, oh, yeah. where he could have been cock of the school for ages and ages, yeah. but he's had to go by law... To big school. Yes. What, just this last week? Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know how hard it was going to be for me. Yeah, go on. So he was fine, but I feel that it's um, just one step closer to becoming someone he feels obliged to phone, <laughs> you know, once or twice a week. You You've know, got you... seven years of him throwing up and taking drugs and doing all the other really... Really upsetting and worrying things. Oh, I first. don't know, but I, it kind of helps a bit that I've got a much little one at home yeah, still. Yeah. And I was talking to so my um, ex, his dad and I. I feel I feel bad saying ex-husband. It sounds like we hate each other, but we're friends now. But his dad and I, we took him to school together, and and their babies getting on the tube yeah. with angry commuters, angry London commuters. And if you've been a, you know, if things have gone right, you know, your kids haven't come across grown-ups who were strangers being horrible to them. But you know, this guy gets on the train on day two. All the kids are being well-behaved. They're standing back. They're letting people get off as they get on. But they're also kids in uniform who need to use the tube. And this guy in headphones, angry from whatever's happened to him at work or whatever he's he's late for. Fucking little shits. And I can't ever leave stuff like that alone. Right, I did you wade in? I did wade in. Yeah, I, said, well I said, they're my little shits. I was with my son and his two friends that go to the same school. And he says, well, I wasn't talking about you. Don't get involved. And I said, oh, and he was just being all, like, not listening to me. I said, no, they're children, and they need the tube, and they have... And he was like, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. I don't, and I was like, oh, do you know what? Save it for Twitter, which I thought was quite a good line, because mm. he was being like a troll. And then I said, and I probably shouldn't have said this, I said, may I suggest anger management, which made him angry. Yeah. And then he said, just mind your own business. I said, it'll always be my business when grown-ups bully children. And I said that to him, and then everything was tense, and I was holding the... Oh, the kids must be loving this. I was kind of shaking somewhat, and there was other mothers from the school also escorting their kids in. And I said to my son, now, that is exactly how you should never, ever, ever react (laughs) to when a stranger is obnoxious and rude on the tube. Now, I'm a small woman. It was unlikely that he would punch me. But as a, you know... just don't ever get into an altercation with a stranger. Probably very good advice, actually. Isn't Are you going to have to do this journey from hell every day? Yeah. Uh, How long are you going to accompany him on the it's tube? It's really difficult. There's me and two other mums who aren't quite letting go, and we're doing. And we all Can live you in the imagine, same Shappy? street. Listen, we're going to do some maths here. How many yeah. children are there in your child's class? Thirty. Mm. Okay. Right. Thirty kids. How many of them need to get on the tube? 
15. Uh, I'd say about 20 of them. 20 of them on the tube, right? If they all have their mummies with them, <laughs> that's t- plus 20 mummies. Yeah. You've got 40 people. No wonder the guy was cross. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't have been going to the shitty kids. I'd be going the shitty kids, shitty mums. Can I tell you something? Go on. I feel bad sharing this, but I worried that I'd be like really embarrassing to him turning up to yeah. meet him yeah. after his first day. But it turns out I wasn't the only one. Was there a gang Loads of, of mums yeah. came. That must have been reassuring. Reassuring. Yes. And then there was... This made my heart melt and also kind of reminded me of my parents. There was a family mm. all dressed up yeah. and they had bought... They were Asian family, yeah. which is where I'm from, so um, I'm, I'm not being racist. And they had um, six helium balloons. <laughs> oh, God. It was the most adorable and the most cringy thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. I kind of wanted to... Well, what did the helium balloons say? Were they a message on them? They were just beautiful... Um, they were just celebratory balloons. balloons. Yeah, But they yeah. were like big arrows saying, you know, <laughs> to the sun, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah. Just... So you're not the worst. School. That basically, yeah. at that point, you relaxed a bit because you thought, well, I took the edge off. I haven't bought <laughs> balloons and a cake. <laughs> yeah. So your your children are um, the, the, we've got the eleven year old boy and you've got the He'll be twelve on Friday. I can't believe it. Twelve and then thirteen, and I'm afraid oh, no. that it's over. Oh. Um, so the little girl is just she's very you, from what I can she's gather. She's so me. Just this morning, I've got this opportunity to go to India for a couple of days for work. And I felt guilty because it's not for work. It is really kind of come and join us and let's have a look at these venues because I'm a trustee at the Soho Theatre, mm-hmm. right? So I said to them, um, guys, do you mind? Because I'm a single mom mm-hmm. and, you know, when I leave them, um, my my son's dad lives nearby, but my daughter um, has just got one parent and that's me. And so my daughter said, uh, oh, you already asked me this upstairs, mummy. And once again, I don't care. <laughs> and she's, what, six or something? <laughs> what, you said, do you mind if I go to if India? If I go to India, she goes, I don't care. And then when she had an audience, which was uh, my son and his father yeah, this morning, yeah, she's yeah. like, once again, <laughs> I don't care. So she plays to the crowd? Absolutely plays to the crowd. So are you going? I think I might, yeah. yeah. I might to go to Mumbai. It's only for like three days. Of course you must go. Yeah. So you have got uh, this Soho Theatre run coming I do, up. Yeah. Now tell us all about that and tell us about the show. Well, the show is, um, I know everyone says this about their latest show, but it is the best one I've done because I've stopped caring. I've stopped caring what um, critics think. I've stopped trying to get on telly. <laughs> I've stopped trying to be anything other than... Um, uh, as funny as I can be and to make people have as much fun as I can possibly make them have and that has been amazing and so it's made me funnier so it's a show called Skittish Warrior Confessions of a Club Stand-Up and it's about sort of my 20 years in stand-up what it means to me why I did it yeah. all the nonsense of the 90s like when we didn't have hashtags I mean it's not dark but um, there was a lot of things are so different now. In what way? For young comedians, well, because I'm not there. I find I, I sort of feel a little bit distant from it, like some great aunt. Well, okay, I'm starting to feel that way. I'm... Is there still sort of nonsense going on on the cabaret circuit? Well, oh, sorry, see, I've gonna... said cabaret circuit. No, yeah. Still. Well, thing is that when I first started, um, there wasn't very many women. And something happened that I never told anyone until very recently, and it upset me so much. Somebody called me when I was 23, um, so young and, like, like completely um, 
all at sea with this like really scary new thing that I, mm-hmm. I'm doing and knowing that I don't want to do anything else, but that doesn't take away the fear. And I'd never really had a boyfriend. I'd only, I mean, not that this matters, but I'd only slept with two people. That doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But I got a call saying, uh, just to let you know, you're getting a bit of a reputation for being a slapper. Other female comics have said that you really flirt with the boys and get drunk and everyone knows you shagged Dylan Moran. Hey, well, (laughs) you know, a bit of a catch, to be quite honest. Do you know what? I went to Croatia in July and for the first time in my life, I met Dylan Moran. Did you shag him? I didn't shag him. (laughs) But apparently, years later, apparently I found out that there was a rumour that I had shagged Dylan Moran that had gone around the circuit and there, there was no internet then. I couldn't go, excuse me, yeah. I've never even met this man. And how yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like nowadays we'd, we'd say, you come back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't come back. So mm. I had a deep mistrust of everyone on the circuit. May I, I ask if this was a woman who Yes, it was a woman. Of course okay. it was a woman. Men don't give a shit. <laughs> it was a woman. <laughs> and it was that sort of slightly tribal thing. It was like a new girl on the block. It wasn't me, was it? No, of course it Just wasn't Just checking. <laughs> I can't no. remember. It wasn't you. But I felt like, you know, all the sort of slightly older women on the circuit were like, you know... Judging you. Judging and and whatever. And I was... And there was not what we have now, which is people talking about self-care, people talking about mental health. They didn't care how mad you went. No. No no one talked about mental health. No one talked about... You were just all a bunch of bonkers people drinking yourself stupid. Yeah. I mean, we did make it... I very much agree with the fact that... um, uh, looking back at the old Edinburghs that I used to do in the early days of the circuit, how how bad we made it for ourselves with excessive drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was those drugs in there mm-hmm. as well. I mean, there was there was just such a, a, a self destruction button yeah. that none of us seemed to be able to stop pressing. Yeah. And then I remember doing an Edinburgh, and there was a sort of I'd been around for about thirteen years or something, and there's a whole new kind of raft of young men coming in to do it, including people like Chris Addison, mm. who were very clean cut and, and they weren't drinking. Yeah. He'd buy like one bottle of very good claret for the entire run, come back from his show and have a nice glass of wine with something to eat. And I remember he got to his kitchen in this friends. flat. Yeah, and he <laughs> bought a cafetiere because there wasn't one. I mean, I just didn't know male comedians could be civilised up until... This generation, happened. or even house trained, my, my ne- mind is yes. blown. I mean, yeah, that's... yeah, it was extraordinary, and, and I think there was a there've been huge shifts in comedy since. Mm. I mean, nobody these days seems to do that heavy drinking. Um, or am I just not? I think out with no, the... no. I think you're absolutely right. That when I was on the circuit, it was really punk, mm. and the self destruct thing seemed cool. Mm. You know, I, I still, but it's not cool now. Like, when we all went to Croatia, the younger comics... This was for a comedy festival. Yeah. So Nish Kumar and um, Rose Matafeo and uh, Alex Keeley, before, like, weeks and weeks before we went out, they booked into a, you know, like a Michelin star restaurant. So that's what they do for fun. They go... Oh, what what restaurants are there yeah, in yeah. where we're going? That's Whereas we've been like, what's the dirtiest vodka yeah. we can yeah. kill ourselves with here? And I was like, wow, that is incredible and so civilized. And you think, no wonder they make it younger mm-hmm. because they're sober yeah. or they're they're set more more sensible. 
But I was a but raging addict as well. I mean, I don't you do have this. you do have addiction um, yeah. things that are, you've written about, and I think that a very. Uh, I loved your novel Nina is not okay. Um, I think that you you're underestimated as a novelist, and it makes me a little bit cross that you haven't written another. I'm just wondering if there is is another Nina in the pipeline or Nina part two. Well, I'm actually writing um, something based on a show that I did. Um, in Edinburgh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, so I won't. I'll just say it. it's don't about. Don't jinx it. No, no, it's done and dusted. Okay, it's been commissioned, and it's about. It's a historical novel, but aimed at um, young adults. Okay, so it's a YA book. It's a YA book. Yeah. Um, about a historical figure. I think that's all I'll say, just in case they tell me off. But then I'm. I've just put in a proposal um, to write a book. It's not a novel. Um, but it is a uh, an account of um, my divorce and and becoming a single mum because I think that I sabotaged myself massively um, right when I was in my early when I was in my thirties and everywhere all over telly all over radio you know people you know just drowning me in. Um, scripts and come and work here and come, you know, having... Oh, what, when you were Novelty Brown Girl? Yes. Well, yeah, and, and also I was like, you know, I, I did the Secret Policeman's Ball, which was that first telly stand-up I did, and I got, you know, just loads of exciting things were happening for me. And then my husband left me, and I let it all go down the toilet. I didn't write it out, and, I, and for years and years... And this is a little bit about what my, what my show is in my show. For years and years, I blamed him for leaving me just when I was... At the peak of your success. The, uh, or, or about to get to yeah, the peak yeah. of my success. But looking back on it, looking back on it... Do you think it, you were behaving horribly? I know. I think that if I'd really, really, really wanted the bigger picture, I would have got it regardless of heartache. I, I didn't know... I couldn't see the bigger picture. All I thought about was... Um, my my kid then and when I when you say just, you let it all go down the toilet what do you mean oh my god Jenny what can I tell you blowing you? gigs I was I was selling out the Edinburgh Festival before I got there in like a three hundred seater venue without having written the show yeah and thinking I'll just wing it and um, winging stuff doing okay shows but no way tapping into my creativity the way I do now mm-hmm. I was drinking like a crazy woman I was just drunk the whole time and I was just so heartbroken that I didn't have a second child and I got absolutely obsessed with the fact that I didn't have a second child and all of that thing that you're very honest saying. about being a work in constant progress I feel yeah. I think I'm a bit too honest Jenny well no no it's you're right here we're Thank not you. you know but I always forget these are broadcasts yeah I know well don't, you know well so do we um <laughs> But where do you want to go next? What do you are you still ambitious? What is what is where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Well, I am ambitious, and I think I feel okay. I did. I'm you. You did. You did. I'm a celebrity, didn't you? Yes. Right. What I found in there was um, I was terrified. Oh, and really? I was terrified of being in there, and I was with some really rambunctious boys, sporty types, who um, didn't let you get a word in. And I think the mistake they make sometimes, producers, they think that if you're a comic, if you're with really loud people, yeah. you'll rise yeah. to the challenge. Yeah. But I don't want to compete with someone who's just foghorning utter shit all day long. Oh, so I was quiet. I thought, Do you know what, mate, have it. And then... Um, 
What I did, though, I just found myself missing not just my kids, but everyone in the world that I could just look at and raise my eyebrows and go flipping neck. There was just no... No one in there that I could just go, this is a bit mad, isn't it? Everyone kept saying, at the end of the day, you know, my kids are everything. Yeah, yeah, I love my kids. Do you oh love God. your... Oh, my, my kids. Yeah. I was in a really weird group. And then... Um, but it was you just had all Boris's dad. Who kept me sane, actually. Talk to us about Stanley, then. Okay, so Stanley and I kind of, like, were... He, he was great in that he sort of played the octo... Not octo... He's not that old, but well, kind of old is. guy. He's, I think, 76. He was really sweet, and he got it, and we and he we just did silly puns together, mm. and he was a laugh. But he's he made me laugh because he's one of those um, really proper old posh people who, when you talk about anything that is remotely challenging, remotely unpalatable, will go, uh, like, one minute, um, I think there was a Labour MP in there, um, Kez Dugdale, uh, who was talking about... Um, they're talking about the earth being overpopulated, and... Stanley was saying, well, I mean, yes, people have far too many children. And then Kaz goes, Stanley, how many children have you got? <laughs> and he went, this fire is incredible. Amir, Amir, you've done a marvellous job on this fire. And, that's what, and I was like, that's their trick. Isn't because it? they get us Isn't lot, it? Isn't they get us state school educated people or whatever you are, but not that posh, into a bit of a tiz. And then they divert attention yeah. the way you do with dogs. <laughs> and that's how they train us. They just go, oh, marvellous. And then you feel really bad. They go, oh, oh, oh we've changed the subject. Oh, we can't possibly. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll just back in my box. It's a bit like that. But it made me look at the comedy industry from miles away and I thought oh my god I don't know why I have ever had any ounce of upset jealousy resentment because I I work in the most exciting intelligent compassionate industry compared to all this look compared mm. to I had Dom jo- I had Dom Jolly who and it kept changed me my safe. life because Dom is very, very bright. Um, people don't give him very much credit for that. But when things were getting too much and just, you know, a little bit bonkers, we'd go up to this treehouse and he would teach me capital, the capitals of every country in the world. He knows every single capital city. And we went through them all. It was like poetry. And he'd just sort of, he'd do them five at a time and I had to repeat them. And then he'd test me later. I cannot remember a single one. But isn't that now. interesting? So, it was, like so that, it was yeah. like grounding and distracting and in a way something to focus on. To, 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 to Yeah, and it was basically experimenting with a friendship that didn't have to get too close. So yeah. it was yeah. kind of at arm's distance. Yeah. But it Very was basically saying that, you know, we trust each yeah. other to We've sit up keep here each other sane. and we have to do this thing. And also you can't, um, you can't cross a sort of Rubicon of chat that gets more personal because there's cameras everywhere. So yeah. you don't want to put anyone in a position of having to say, what are you talking about? Actually, do you know me? I'm not going to tell you that, you know, mm. which is what I do. Because when I get intimate with people, I tell them all my stuff. And also, you, stuff. but you were conscious of the cameras because sometimes th- some of the rock face are actually oh, polystyrene yes. wall. Yeah. And you can hear the cameraman behind <laughs> rustling crisp packets and opening yeah. a sandwich. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Um, there's, there's one other thing about the I'm a Celebrity that I got was, um, oh, God, I, I kind of felt quite... Um, I didn't. I didn't know how to express this to anybody, but um, again, like in our industry, it it's in in a, in a socially at least it's very ageless. You know, a comic's a comic, whatever age they yeah. are or whatever, and you there's a respect. Talk, there's isn't a there? respect, mm. and there was no respect in there. Um, 
towards uh, me. It was really unpleasant, and I and I was in there. I was like, oh my god, I'm not famous enough for you to like kiss Bother my me. ass. Yeah. I'm not a young hottie, and I'm not sort of elderly for you to patronise me the way you all do Stanley, which they massively did. And I was like, oh, and I do, I talk about it in my show, about like Amir Khan the boxer having to talk to me because the producers told him to have a conversation with me. And he's the kind of guy that if he doesn't want to have sex with a woman, he doesn't understand what she's for. And it was just so obvious that he was like, why am I having to talk to her? Why is she even alive? Mm. And then we had to sort of sit in a circle sometimes and make content and talk to each other and tell certain stories. And that's the only time you could talk uninterrupted by anyone. And when I was telling my story, Amir got up and he started to like bang the pots and pans together. <laughs> and someone said, Amir, oh, Shappy's no. talking. And he went, yeah, I know, but it's boring me. <gasps> oh, And that was, that was a point that I thought... <sighs> I live in a world where this shit does not exist. And if this happened, no, and everyone sort of looked at me like, oh, poor you. But no one had the the bollocks to say, why why would you do this outrageous? No, because everyone's just out for themselves. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, take me back to London. Take me back to the cabaret circuit where. You know, well, you're going to get some spark in a dressing room, some laughs. Some banter, some actual banter. Proper banter, and not, not banter banter. not just actual, I'm talking Some camaraderie. Yeah. Listen, we've had a lovely chat and we want to know about the Soho date, so tell us oh, those. Yeah. It is on the 17th of September, September to the 28th of September. It's a lovely run. It's just the, the right length. I hope so, yeah. I just really hope people come. because of course I, they will. I, oh, I hope so, I hope so. Will and you then, still be able to do the school run, sorry, um, during that period? Or are you going to have to give up the school run? Oh, no, no, I do the school run. Yeah, so yeah. you'll still be able to go and get your son from Yeah, yeah, there. I love it. Soho Theatre, like we're all home by six, yeah. have dinner, and then I rush off and do a lovely. show. It's great. Excellent. Home again by ten. The perfect crime, right? <laughs> oh, 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 I'm in bed by ten. Listen, lovely to see you. Really love to see so you. Nice and we do, you. Uh, you know, I do sort of look forward to more books, more shows, more everything. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you are wonderful. Really, really delightful to talk to you. Thank you.